Hello, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. With me today is Dante Loretta, professor of planetary science at the University of Arizona and principal investigator of the OSIRIS-REx Asteroid Sample Return Mission. Welcome, Dante. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here. So tell us uh, just a little bit about the OSIRIS-REx mission, what you're doing here. OSIRIS-REx is a NASA mission through their New Frontiers program, and we are building a spacecraft that we will send to a near-Earth asteroid to study in great detail, ultimately select a single location on the surface to send the spacecraft down for a five-second touch-and-go sample acquisition maneuver, bring that material back to Earth for analysis in our laboratories here. When will the launch be? OSIRIS-REx launch window opens on September 3rd, 2016, and lasts for 39 days. And how long have you been working on this mission? Uh, going on 12 years now. I started in 2004 writing the original proposals to NASA for this program. And how long have you been building it? We got selected in 2011, and that kicked off our preliminary design sequence. Uh, we got through our critical design review and started building flight hardware in 2013. What's happening with the spacecraft now? The spacecraft is fully assembled, and we're putting it through a whole series of environmental tests. So we're basically exposing it to all of the environments that it will experience on the rocket ride through our atmosphere and the deep journey to space, and ultimately in the return passage through the Earth's atmosphere. Where is it at where it's doing this testing? Uh, it's being built by the Lockheed Martin Corporation, and we're using the facility in Littleton, Colorado. While it's testing, do you go in and check on your baby once in a while or just I hang do. out here? Yeah, no, I, I enjoy visiting OSIRIS-REx every chance I get to get up close and personal with the spacecraft and really to talk to the technicians and the engineers that are on the floor every day and experiencing all of the uh, little quirks that the spacecraft has. My philosophy is I want to understand every behavioral aspect of the spacecraft because once it's in space and 150 million miles away, we're, we're not going to get a chance to change any of the hardware. We're going to have to understand how it works and fix any issues that arise operationally. What else has U of A's role been in this besides you being the principal investigator? Yeah, U of A has a large role in OSIRIS-REx. So as the principal investigator, I'm responsible ultimately for mission success to NASA, and I have an office that supports me in that role. So we track the technical and programmatic progress, including budgets and schedule. We have a large number of members on the science team here, and we manage the entire science team, which is made up of individuals from all over the globe. We built the camera system and delivered that successfully earlier this year. That's three imagers that are on the spacecraft and basically handle all of the scientific imaging requirements for the program. And then we have a large part of the ground system. So we have the, what we call the Science Processing and Operations Center. And in a nod to all of our geekiness, we call that the SPOC. And uh, that's where all of the data comes down. And we process it and produce maps that we'll ultimately use in selecting the site for the, getting the sample on the asteroid. Will the spacecraft be actually controlled out of Tucson? We will control the science instruments out of Tucson. So we'll control all of the cameras, we'll control the spectrometers and the laser altimeter and the X-ray uh, imager. And uh, the spacecraft itself will be controlled at a facility in Littleton, Colorado at the Lockheed Martin plant. Who built all the other instruments on the spacecraft? Uh, we have a great set of partners on this program. Our friends right up the street at Arizona State University provided the thermal emission spectrometer, which measures the heat flux coming off the surface of the asteroid and tells us about its composition. Our colleagues at the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center built the visible and infrared spectrometer, which has a lot of important jobs primarily to find the organic molecules on the surface of Bennu, which is one of our key science objectives. The Canadian Space Agency provided the laser altimeter, which is a device that fires a laser beam and measures how long it takes the return signal to get back to the instrument, and that tells us how far away we are because we know the speed of light. 
And then finally, a group of students at MIT and Harvard built the X-ray imaging spectrometer, and that's a device that tells us about the elements that are on the surface of the asteroid and really complements the data from the thermal spectrometer and the visible and infrared spectrometer. We're a few months away from launch. How long will it take to get back? It's a seven-year journey from launch to Earth return. Uh, after one year, we come back to the Earth and we use Earth's gravity field to do a maneuver called a gravity assist. This actually takes a little bit of the momentum from our planet and transfers it to the spacecraft, and we use that extra kick to get on the journey to the asteroid. We'll arrive one year after that, so two years after launch, we get to Bennu. We expect to spend about one year mapping the asteroid before we select the site to go get the sample. We actually have to hang out for about two and a half years total, so we can't leave until March of 2021, and then it's another two and a half year journey home, and the samples are back on Earth in September 2023. Why does it take so long to get back two and a half years? It's a relatively close asteroid. Well, the distance between the Earth and the asteroid varies enormously over the course of any given year, and really we're both going around the sun in circles, essentially, and we have to get those two objects to line up, not just in position, but in velocity. So it's really just a synchronization issue. Dante, thank you for coming in, and good luck with the testing. Thanks. My pleasure.